Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. All right, welcome in Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast listeners out there. So happy you tuned in where we're talking everything college hoops. Thanks to Blog Talk Radio for powering us up and getting us in your earbuds and speakers. Thanks to Bell Jar for bringing us in and out with the intro music. Thanks for carving out some time. You could have been anywhere else on the dial but you chose to be here with us, Mike and Gus. We appreciate that. And today, not only do you get Gus, but you get special guest, Eric Fawcett from Gator Country Press Basketball. Please give him a follow on Twitter at capital E Fawcett, the numeral seven, and at Gator Country and at Press Basketball. Eric, how are you doing today? How's everything? I'm doing very well. It's, uh, you know, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful summer day. Um, but I'm also, uh, yeah, we're talking hoops and that's great to do in the summer and just makes me that much more excited for this season. That seems a long ways away, but also, also close. So yeah, thanks so much for doing this. Oh, of course. Thank you for popping on. We appreciate you having, uh, being a friend of the podcast and helping us out. Let's just jump right into the college basketball uh, talk. Uh, I think the first question is, let's just, let's just get who, who's like, in your mental Rolodex as far as teams. Do you have a, a couple of teams, Eric, for the upcoming 2018 college basketball season that, like, you're, if for no other better word, that you're intrigued by, whether it be making a March run for a title run or maybe just making some noise and making the jump from irrelevant team to a team that grows and becomes one of uh, the vocabulary of uh, this year's college basketball season? Yeah, there's definitely some teams. I mean, there's always going to be teams uh, teams to be intrigued by, but – uh, a couple of things for me, obviously, uh, covering the Gators, being in the SEC. I'm really interested if Tennessee comes back at the same level they were at last year. Um, I think a lot of people see the success that they had, um, a success that a lot of people weren't expecting them to have last year, and then see that they return a bunch of guys and say, like, oh, they're going to take another step. But I'm really intrigued by, are they going to take another step, or did they just kind of reach their ceiling early, and are they going to stay that way? Uh, kind of in the same way that we saw Northwestern a couple of seasons ago make the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. Um, it looks like they're going to return all their guys. A lot of people are like, oh, look at Northwestern. Um, they kind of fast forwarded their success. So now they're going to take up another, uh, they're going to take it up an- another notch. And then um, it just wasn't there. They actually stepped back. So that's a team I, so Tennessee, I'm kind of wondering, are they going to be Northwestern? Did they reach their, their peak too early and are they going to regress or, or stay the same or is Tennessee going to get even better? So uh, I'll, I'll be watching for them for sure. Um, a team that I love at the top is Gonzaga. I know this is a very pro Gonzaga podcast, so I don't need to, uh, I, I, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here, but just to see the, yes, the players they brought in, uh, Gino Crandella, uh, he was just a monster and he could really score. And then, I mean, I just, I feel like I keep forgetting about Brandon Clark even coming in. Uh, I'll, I'll be writing uh, for the Lindy's Preview Magazine again this year, and there's a big Google Doc of their top 150 players that uh, we're all kind of collaborating on. 
and I saw Brandon Clark and I was like, man, I just, I, I feel like I forgot he was on Gonzaga because their roster is just already so good. And then even a player that I, uh, um, watching Montverde games, uh, Montverde games last year to watch um, Andrew Nemhard, who's on his way to, uh, to Florida and also watching RJ Barrett, the Canadian. Uh, there's another yep. player I was really, really impressed by um, in Philip Petrusev. And I remember watching him and I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. I wonder where he's going. And of course, the, uh, the Serbian right. big man who can pass the ball and play intelligently, uh, he's going to Gonzaga. So they just have so many pieces that I, uh, obviously they're going to be good, but they're a team that I'm intrigued by just because I think they're going to play such good basketball. They're just going to be enjoyable to watch. And uh, there's a couple of teams that I think are going to be up at the top of the college basketball world. That I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to seeing them play, but I think I'm going to mm-hmm. just enjoy from a basketball standpoint, enjoyment level, seeing Gonzaga more. And then um, if I had to say one more team, uh, I think I'm intrigued by um, I think I'm intrigued by Memphis. Just obviously the way that they've had their turnaround with with Penny, um, that turnaround happened so quick that it's hard not to be intrigued by all that they have coming in. Uh, just the way that they've uh, they were able to change the culture of that team um, instantly, really with that coaching staff, um, getting Alex Lomax. He was a recruit that I thought uh, it was, was super good. And I mean, obviously, if he, he was signed with Wichita State, and if he's a, a point guard that was going to go to Wichita State, you know he's got a level of basketball IQ and a feel for the game. And, um, and, and just some players like that, that they brought in even instantly. And, and getting a Lance Thomas transfer, he, you know, he'll have, to, uh, he'll have to sit. But just the way that they, they changed the culture so quickly by coming in, Penny did. Uh, it's it's hard not to be intrigued by uh, Memphis basketball. I, maybe it's too early to say that they're back, but you see the way that they're recruiting and they're going to be back soon. So uh, we know that he's going to recruit, but I'm interested to see if he can coach at the college level. So yeah, those are some of the teams I'm intrigued by. That's, you know, that's funny. I'll just go backwards and like spit, spit a couple back at you here, Eric. Memphis, I think yeah. two questions. Number one, you nailed it. Like, can he do it on the sideline at a division one level? where every game is crucial, whether it be in conference or out of conference for your non-conference schedule. And is it sustainable? Like he has these relationships with these student athletes that are currently in the AAU program or that he has relationships with uh, currently in this time frame. Is it going to be sustainable for Penny and his coaching staff two years down the line, three years down the line? So that's the thing I'm most intrigued mm. about. He's going to get good players. We know that. But will he get good players two or three years from now? Are those relationships that he's established on the AAU circuit uh, sustainable for him as a Division One coach? And you know, it, like you mentioned, this is a very pro Gonzaga podcast. We're very excited for this year's team. You mentioned Crandall teaming with uh, Perkins in the backcourt. They have an army of big men. It's funny that you mentioned that they have another smart big man that can pass the ball. Sounds very Shemek in, in my opinion. And then Tennessee, you know, it's funny. I had a question mark against Tennessee. And the question mark I had was not the Northwestern comparison, but was it a Villanova comparison where they bring everybody back and that's a good thing on the Division One college basketball level? So I, I think, you know, which way is your uh, Tennessee meter going to go to? Is it going to sway towards Villanova returning players and getting old with talent? Mm. Or is it going to sway to the Northwestern side where – we bring everybody back, but uh-oh, you know, we, we kind of got there too early and now we're kind of exposed. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely – I think those three teams are valid, and I think there's different things to pay attention to for each one of those three teams. What we're going to do on the podcast is we're going to l- roll out some player previews by position. Um, so, Eric, why don't you just tell us a couple of guys that you caught your eye for whatever reason at a couple of positions and maybe give us like three guards that you're going to look forward to for this upcoming season that – 
that maybe the listeners might want to key into. So who are like three guards, three ball handlers that are going to play on the perimeter that maybe have caught your attention for one reason or another? Yeah, I, I think um, l- like many of us college basketball fans, I just love um, I love kind of small guards that can put up buckets. And I think Marcus yeah. Howard at Marquette is a player that's just so easy to cheer for. And uh, I, I think, you know, Marquette's bringing a lot of guys back. Um, not Andrew Rousey, though. And that was the really interesting backcourt of, of Rousey and Howard, two guys who were like generously listed at six feet tall that were both just volume scorers. And um, it was awesome and fun to watch. But obviously, you know, t- two run and gun guards like that, maybe not always conducive to defending the ball very well. Maybe not all that conducive right. to success. But with, um, with, with Rousey graduated, maybe Marcus Howard, um, with a bunch of other guys returning, maybe they find a, a role where as the sole kind of scoring piece, maybe that, uh, yeah, maybe he just has another awesome season and he's a guy I'm really looking forward to watch. And I just think the style of play that they play at Marquette is just, um, it's going to be fun to watch regardless of if they're an NCAA tournament team or, or not. And uh, he's a guy I'm looking forward to. Um, and then another guy, uh, I, I think that there's always kind of, uh, when you look at the guards you, you're most looking forward to, I think there's always going to be a spot for the the mid-major guard that um, you think might average 30 points, you know, the Marcus Keene or, or someone like that. And I think for me this year, sure. it's Justin Wright uh, Foreman at, at Hofstra, and that's obviously going to be a popular name. Just a guy that's really gotten a lot better um, every single year he's played. He didn't really play as a freshman. Um, then he just came on the scene hardcore as a sophomore. And uh, I think he was like 16 or 17 points a game. And that's pretty awesome for a sophomore to go from not really playing as a freshman to pu- uh, putting up those numbers as a sophomore. And then he got even better last year as a junior and, and was like a 24, 25 point per game score. And you just wonder, hey, can he, uh, can he take that another level? Maybe get close to that 30 mark, maybe something like that. That'll, he'll be on that watch. And Hofstra is another team that returns a lot of guys. So I think that they'll be in a, in a position to, uh, to be one of the kind of trendy mid-majors and he'll be uh, right at the forefront of that. Um, and then I guess another small guard, uh, Tremont Waters, that's something that a guard that everyone's talking about. And I was just super, super happy to, uh, that he plays in the SEC and was able to watch him a ton because he passes the ball so, so incredibly. Uh, he's just such a, such a competitor. I think there's just something about guys that are that size. If they get to the Division One level, um, to the Power Five level, they're going to be competitors. Um, you just can't be short and passive and get to that level. So it's just those guys are just always so scrappy. And Tremont Waters is going to be a guy that has a couple really talented bigs coming in as freshman to LSU. Um, he's going to be able to, to have those kind of lob threats, some guys that are uh, taking some gravity on pick and roll that's probably going to give him some more space. Mm. And yeah, he's going to be a guy that uh, he's not sneaking up on anyone. I'm not, you know, I'm not telling you anyone, anyone that anything they haven't heard before. But yeah, Tremont Waters is, uh, he'll be on a lot of people's All American watch list because he's uh, a great player in a great position. You know, it's funny that you bring up the passing acumen of Waters. I think that's one of the more overlooked parts of his game because you just look at him as like a straight out baller, scorer, bucket getter. And I think his passing acumen is one of those like underrated aspects of his game. And you love you mentioned a couple of the freshmen coming in. Naz Reed is going to be one of those like grab and go fours where he can like start the break and kick it to Waters on the wing and let him create. And, you know, we mentioned Justin Wright Foreman. uh as one of the like the top returning guards, I think that's that makes sense at Hofstra. Again, Hofstra kind of getting back on the map after Coach Wright left there. You'd like to see that they're kind of valid, if nothing else, in the AAC uh, in the CAA. And then you know Marcus Howard. I mean, Coach uh, Coach Woj 
obviously started it the right way at Marquette by saying, hey, we're going to bring in players and allow you to score and shoot. And he's done nothing but that with Howard. And you mentioned Rousey. And uh, I think they bring Hauser back on the wing. So they got another guy that can stretch the floor. So I think all three of those guys are super interesting. You got you got three wings for the player for the listeners out there. How about three like um, not necessarily three and D wings, but guys that might play more in the perimeter, maybe find their way inside. Who are three wings that you think might impact the college basketball season, the 2018 uh, season coming up? Yeah, w- wings are almost the tough the toughest position um, in terms of what you look forward to because it just seems like any wing that's half decent goes to the NBA because the team's going to use a second round pick on him. So. Uh, but there's obviously a lot of good ones, and uh, he does a lot of the primary ball handling for this team, but Quindary Weatherspoon at Mississippi State, another SEC guy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just showing my bias, yeah. I guess. But uh, I, I think that Mississippi State, this is one of their seasons that uh, they, they've been down in the dumps for – or they had been down in the dumps for a while, and they've just been slowly bringing things back. And I think this is the group that um, finally sees them as a team that's uh, – I maybe shouldn't say – in the top 25 the whole year, but it's certainly going to be in that conversation. And I think it's because of Quindary Weatherspoon, who's a guy that is probably going to be guarding a lot of the other team's best players in the perimeter and also is probably going to be a backup point guard. So yeah, he'll take a lot of the ball handling duties and he's just kind of a do-it-all player for them. And uh, those guys are, are, are kind of fun to watch. I see him as a little bit of almost uh, taking another SEC comparison, but a Sundarius Thornwell, who is a, a really physical wing, but also a guy that um, yeah. handled the ball a ton and was uh, the primary ball handler. And uh, you don't always see a ton of guys like that that are both rugged physical wing defenders, but also primary ball handlers. And I think that that's Kundari Weatherspoon a little bit. And then another guy, um, yeah, DeAndre Hunter at Virginia. That's, uh, that's another pretty obvious one too, because I, I, what I, actually what, I, what I'm really excited for is Virginia is going to have a, a lot of kind of, they're going to be put up with a lot of tough student sections this, this upcoming season. Um, after their tournament mm-hmm. performance, and I think that uh, yeah, I think that they're uh, they're going to be a lot of teams that are going to doubt them. If they rattle off a few wins, teams are you know the, the media fans, uh, people are still going to be hard on them. If they win, rattle off a couple wins in the ACC uh, consecutively, uh, people are still going to be like, oh, you know, they're just going to go choke in the tournament, and it's going to be a question from day one um, up until you know the tournament until they win a bunch of games. They're probably going to have that kind of Gonzaga label on them now, where everyone is going to think that they're chokers, even though if it's a, you know, a new group, everything like that. And, and I think he's their best player. And I think he's going to be the one who uh, is going to be responsible for, uh, for turning all those doubters down. So uh, as the leader of a team that has a little bit of uh, a reclamation project in terms of their image after, um, which is just silly because it's, it's one loss at a bad time, but uh, he'll have to lead that reclamation project. Um, and then probably this is this uh, I, I have to bring one Florida guy into our list, and that's Jalen Hudson. Um, I just yes, all right, there he play. is. And he's <laughs> yeah, he's just such an electric scorer, and uh, I, I think that he uh, yeah, yeah, I think that he's going to be amongst the, the most elite scorers in college basketball. Um, a six six guy who can um, really handle the ball. Uh, you, you mentioned kind of jokingly about talking about three and D guys. Um, Hudson is not that. Uh, he is a lot more of a three guy than a D guy right now, but he, he put his name into the draft and, and pulled it out. And, and his defensive effort was one of the things that he got a lot. And uh, so that's going to be something he'll improve on, but uh, he's a guy who is a, an elite, elite shot maker. One of the best, um, one of the best uh, shot makers in terms of uh, when guarded, if you look at those numbers on synergy, um, he actually shot the ball better when guarded than unguarded um, by a large margin, actually. 
So he's a guy that just uh, he can make things happen for you late in the clock. And uh, he's just uh, he's a guy who can score in transition as well. Just an electric electric score. So he'll be fun to watch. And um, I, I hope everyone gets a chance to watch him a few times this year. You know, it's funny, the Hudson comment where you said, like, he shoots it much better guarded than unguarded. I, I felt like in my head I always had Hudson and Caleb Martin, like, in the same category in my head. It just seemed like their step-back jumper, their guarded jumpers were always a highly underrated shot where it looks like a bad shot, bad shot, like one of those no, 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 no. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense for Hudson. That makes sense for Caleb Martin. So their guarded step-back jumpers are really impressive. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, Hunter we, we are on the – we are running, and we are running the Tony Bennett reclamation tour this season. DeAndre <laughs> Hunter is leading the charge. Please feel free to join the tour. We know we'll end up in Minnesota at the end of the season this year in April. And, you know, it's funny with Weatherspoon and Mississippi State, you know they're going to D up, right? You know they're going to defend. Are they going to have enough offense with their returning core to make that jump? Because you've seen the shortcomings with these defensive teams, whether it be UVA or Cincy in the tournament. Are they going to have enough offense to kind of sneak through and get past that troubling game that a team always runs into that values possessions in March? So that's going to be interesting as well. And then, Eric, why don't we end the conversation uh, with the players? How about just three bigs, like three guys that you can toss it into, get an easy bucket, or that are going to get you a defensive rebound and start the break, or maybe be a deterrent on the defensive end, who are the three bigs that you're kind of looking at and maybe have your eyes on that you're going to pay attention to during the 2018 college basketball season? Yeah, you just mentioned it, talking about uh, a deterrent, and that's where I'm going to start because I'm excited for Taco Fall to hopefully be healthy for a whole season and, uh, and hopefully just uh, solidify himself as one of the most dominant college, um, college basketball defensive players uh, really ever if he's healthy. So um, to see Taco Fall hopefully uh, get, get, a, get a full season in, he's someone that, uh, that I'm really excited to watch. That's going to be a good team. And the way that they play that 2-3 zone with him on the middle of it is just, um, it's just unique to see. You just don't see seven foot six guys play basketball very often. So to see him at the middle of a zone is uh, just as a basketball fan, it's truly unique because you could go watch a whole lot of Big 12 games and ACC games and SEC games, and and you're not going to see a seven foot six guy in the middle. So that's um that's kind of much must watch basketball. Um, and then another guy is, is uh, I, I'm really excited to see is uh, is Austin Wiley just because he's one of those guys who kind of has the question mark around his name, um, having sat out the entire season because of that FBI probe. Um, it seems like he's back and he's uh, eligible and, and and ready to go, and I'm I want to see a guy who uh, like him who is a top twenty recruit coming out of high school, had a really solid freshman year, um, but is now sat for a season. Uh, so it's it's hard not to be intrigued by those kind of guys. Uh, I think he's probably got a whole lot to, uh, a whole lot to prove in his mind. Um, he's probably not very happy about having to sit the whole season due to the FBI kind of probe. Um, he's got a coach in Bruce Pearl who is pretty loudly angry about that. So uh, he's probably going to be firing up Wiley pretty good. And yeah, he'll be super interesting to watch on a team that's, uh, that's going to be really good. And then lastly, for me, um, I think it's really interesting when you look at who the best players in college basketball might be. Um, there, there's not a ton of, uh, of guys that I think are um, super intriguing um, that are going to be very clearly uh, in, in front in terms of the best player in college basketball. 
so I think that there might be a, there might be a space here for a mid-major guy to really light it up, and that's Mike Dom, a guy that we've watched for so long. Um, he's a guy that he can see the way he scores the basketball from the inside, the mid-range, the perimeter. Um, I just think he's going to be a guy that puts up so many points that he'll be in the player of the year conversation because I, I look at some of the a lot of the other guys that people are predicting, and uh, obviously a lot of good players but not anyone that I think is going to run away with it. And I think it could be a, another year that um, a mid-major guy like Mike Dom might, uh, might sneak into the conversation. And uh, there's just no one like him the way that he can score at his size. And uh, again, if you just love basketball, you should love watching Mike Dom play. So that's a guy that I, uh, I'm really excited to see. Love that list. That list is expansive. I love that. Speaking of expansive, that 2-3 zone for uh, University of Central Florida is expansive with Taco Fall in the middle. That I mean, they just they they can go out to the three-point line knowing that he's going to erase any mistakes on the perimeter. I totally agree with your intrigue of him on the defensive end. And by the way, he's not a bad shooter. He can shoot it a little bit. So I'm intrigued to see him. I'm rooting for the same thing you are, health for this season. Uh, Austin Wiley, you want to see if the – like you mentioned, the FBI probe stuff – you want to see if uh, I think I feel like Auburn might be in the same like situation as Tennessee. Are they going to be able to deal with that? I don't know bullseye on their back, for lack of a better term. And can Wiley be one of those players that helps them deal with that uh, target that's going to be on the on their team the whole entire year? And Dom, I mean, we saw what Dom did against you know uh, an NBA player in a K debates D up for Ohio State. He you know he just oh, matched yeah. point for point and play for play. It wasn't like he was schooled or outclassed or anything like that. He's like, yeah, okay, I just do this every day. I can play against NBA players, no problem. So, yeah, totally intrigued with that. All right, Eric, let's bring it home in two fashions. What do you say? Number one, sure. RJ Barrett, you mentioned him earlier in the podcast, one of the top players in rolling, you know, in college basketball this season down at Duke. Help the listeners out. Who are a couple other Canadians that we might want to pay attention to this college basketball season that might impact whether with their play individually or with their team play. Give us a couple other Canadians. We are the North, you know, help us out here, spread the knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, there was over a hundred Canadians in college basketball last year. Um, The number will be similar this year. And there's a, there's probably the most talented Canadian group of uh, of recruits um, this, uh, that there's probably ever been. So yeah, RJ Barrett, obviously, um, there's lots of talk about him. Uh, Simi Chatou, he's a guy who is a top 10 player who's going to Vanderbilt, which is still a crazy kind of uh, sentence, uh-huh. um, you know, a top 10 player going to Vanderbilt. But he's just one of those modern guys who's six foot eight and, and an athlete, and he'll be pretty dominant. Um, I think that a lot of Canadians are going to be getting behind Iowa State this year, which they have in the past with guys like Melvin Edgem. But uh, they've got um, Lindell Wigginton, who was the highest scoring Canadian last year and uh, was really one of the major offensive motors for them. And then um, a player that people may have forgotten a little bit about, but they've got a transfer becoming eligible in Mariel Shayok, who played for Virginia. And uh, after leaving there, he's, uh, yeah, he's at Iowa State, and he sat out last year, and now he's back. And he was a really key part for a uh, really key, key player for that kind of London Prentice uh, Virginia team two years back. So um, I, yeah. I think that between Lindell Wigginson and, and Mariel Shayok, those are, uh, those are t- those are two guys that are going to be really really dominant for Iowa State. Um, I think that Andrew Nemhart, he's playing point guard for Florida, uh, five star, mm. and he's going to probably start for the team. And he's just an absolutely incredible passer. Um, the way he can see the floor, 
uh, is, is just amazing for someone who is actually a 2019 kid who reclassified to this year. Uh, and he, I mean, he sees the, he sees the game like a 10 year NBA pro, just the way that he passes the ball is incredible. He's not super athletic or, uh, he doesn't have those kind of physical gifts, but he is six, three can see over defenses a little bit. And his passing ability is just, um, incredible. Uh, just to rifle off a few more, um, Lugens Dort, uh, he's a five-star going to Arizona state. Uh, he's, uh, just built powerfully. Um, Iggy Brasdakis going to Michigan. He's just a Michigan player. Um, he's just uh, six foot eight and versatile. Uh, not super explosive, but just a very, very polished already. Um, there's uh, uh, Noah Kirkwood. Another. He's another top uh, top seventy player, I think, and he's going to he's going to Harvard. Um, so it's cool that Harvard is getting a player of that caliber. Just to, for them to get top one hundred talent is just always awesome. And um, actually, another uh, another kind of similar thing. Um, is uh, Princeton is lucky enough to get a, another kind of top 100 Canadian um, in Jalen Llewellyn. So that's uh, that's Princeton getting some top 100 talents, and that's a, a Canadian in Jalen Llewellyn. So just all up and down um, college basketball from from Duke getting R.J. Barrett to you know Princeton getting Jalen Llewellyn. There's a bunch of top 100 guys, uh, all, all Canadian, that are all going to play major roles. That, I think, is exactly what you're looking for if you come to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. You're looking for Eric Fawcett to drop players from the number one team in the country in some uh, in, in some polls, Duke Blue Devils, all the way down to the Ivy League. I think Harvard's going to be really interesting. You know, they're <laughs> going to have Towns back. I, I, I'm really down. I want to see how Kirkwood uh, fits into that equation. And you know that Amaker is going to coach them up and be a, a threat to win that thing like he is, you know, the past three or four years. All right, let's wrap it up this way. You get to finish on the Gators. How's that? You mentioned uh, Nemhard and how he has a huge, very high basketball IQ for a point guard. You know, you lose Chioza and all the magic that he brought for that program this season. How is Nemhard and, and some, maybe some of the new recruits coming in, how are they going to mesh with, you mentioned Hudson before, and maybe Allen on the wing, on the perimeter. Give us a little Gator wrap-up of uh, how that's all going to go together and how's that recipe going to look for Gator fans out there. Yeah, well, Chris Chosa was just such an incredible passer. He's the all-time assist leader in Florida. Um, so I think a lot of fans, uh, Gator fans, are really nervous about having a point guard like that leave. And, you know, I don't want to speak too soon, but I, I truly think that Andrew Nembhardt might be as good of a passer as Chioza. And that's, uh, I know that's saying a whole lot and, and probably is sacrilegious. That's high to, praise uh, right there. Fans there. But, but I mean, he's got the advantage of a few more inches uh, just to be able to see over the defenses in, in ways that uh, Chioza couldn't as much. And uh, Chioza ha- had leadership abilities that were, uh, those intangibles, those are going to be missed sorely, but I do, and, and I'm not sure a freshman is ever going to be able to, uh, uh, to give those kind of things. But I think the passing abilities there with Nemparts. Um, I think the biggest thing for Florida this upcoming year is they actually have some front court depth. Um, the front court was the problem last year in a lot of ways. Um, they had six right. foot four Igor Kulikov um, playing playing a lot of four for them um, in the SEC. That's uh, not a great recipe for success. Um, but they've got a couple guys, yeah, that are healthy that are going to be redshirt um, freshmen that uh, that couldn't play last year. Uh, so I'm really excited to see them. Chase Johnson is a guy who's just six nine and really bouncy. He shoots the three really well. He's a little slight probably right now, but I mean, as a, as a four, if you're six foot nine and can shoot the three really well, he's going to give them a, a really good piece there. And then for some serious bulk, they've got a player in Isaiah Stokes who couldn't play last year just to an, due to an ACL injury. 
um, if that name's a little bit familiar. He's Jarnell Stokes' brother, the uh, the player that was so dominant in Tennessee, and uh, they're built Got about it. the same way. If you can remember, Jarnell Stokes, just six foot eight and like two sixty, just so powerful. And while I think Jarnell Stokes probably moved his feet a little better at that size, um, probably finished better on the inside. Um, Isaiah Stokes has the has a way better jump shot. He shoots the three really really well. And it's a really amazing kind of sight to see because he's this six foot eight, 260 pound wide load, but he can pick and pop and he can shoot a step back three really well. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of players where um, a, a person of his build um, shooting a step back three, I think a lot of defenses are going to be like, yeah, sure, put that up. And he's going to drill a lot of them. So uh, having a little bit more front court depth is, uh, is pretty major for Florida because um, they didn't have it last year. And they're returning um, Tavon Allen, who's going to be a senior, and Jalen Hudson, a redshirt senior. Yep. Um, Kavarius Hayes is going to start for them, a senior. Uh, Keith Stone, a redshirt junior. Um, so they've got a really kind of solid um, core group, and then they're bringing in some, uh, some really good young players. So uh, I think I'm pretty excited for them, and I think they're going to be uh, right up at the top of the SEC again. Listen, when you when you mentioned Stokes and you gave like your like thumbnail scouting re- report of him, I thought of like Jared Selinger right away of like just this big guy that can shoot a little, oh, bit, yeah. a little bit more nimble than you think. Right. Eric, we just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Totally appreciate you dropping some knowledge, whether it be about wings or Canadians or, or the Gators in general. And we just wanted to end it on a celebratory note. I believe if I'm paying attention and did my homework, I think happy anniversary is in order, isn't it? Yes, it is. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Uh, very good. And uh, again, if you're if you're an Eric Fawcett fan, uh, Eric's uh, wedding vows are, are, are a thing of, of legendary status, I believe, at this point. Uh, and we just want to say happy anniversary. Glad everything's going smooth. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the podcast. Again, you can give Eric uh, a follow on Twitter. He is absolutely entertaining because he will take a visual, put it on Twitter, and then provide a thought-provoking caption like every good nonfiction writer does. So excellent work. Uh, please give him a follow at capital E F A W C E T T numeral seven. And you can also find Eric's work at Gator country on Twitter and also at press basketball. So please hit up all of those spots to hit up anything that Eric might be putting out for your eyes, ears, or any other senses to imbibe and intake and consume. Uh, Eric, anything else for the listeners out there or, uh, that you want to promote or anything else that we need to know about? Uh, no, I think that's uh, that's probably good. Um, I, I, I forgot if I mentioned, I guess, I, uh, talking Canadian basketball players. Um, I will be doing a piece on Canadian basketball players and Toronto as a recruiting hotbed in the next Lindy's College Basketball Preview. That will be available in the fall. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, that'll be the next thing um, I'll be doing other than um, kind of my regular work at Gator Country. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks to you, Gus, um, as uh, I'm not only an occasional guest on the podcast, but uh, but a regular listener. So I appreciate you having me on. And uh, and thanks to you and Mike for, for all you do and uh, for being one of the best uh, college basketball podcasts out there. Uh, thank you for the kind words. Totally appreciate it. Kindness is always cool. So listeners out there, hope you enjoyed the conversation. Salantra, grazie, grazie, arigato. Catch up with you guys soon.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.